Hey everybody, this is Tanner, talking about stuff that happened, and I wish I was coming to you under better, more comfortable circumstances, but unfortunately I am not. Tonight, or this morning, depending on where you are in the world, I'm coming to you under very stressful circumstances. Now this is a an emergency update, therefore it will be v- probably completely uncut, I will not be editing it. If I do, it will be very minimal. Um, where I am in the world, which is in the United States, I am on Mountain Standard Time. About two and a half hours ago, the Russian Federation invaded the Ukraine. Now, most of us have known that this has been coming for a long time. Most of us have been fully aware that something was going to happen here. Something had to give. And any of us who've been following this story were very aware that Putin was very excited about the Ukraine. More specifically about taking a lot of the Ukraine. And a lot of people don't know why. And a lot of American diplomats and world diplomats don't know why. There's not a whole lot of rationale that justifies actual military action and an escalation of what could potentially be the greatest war on the European continent in 30 years or more. A lot of people are saying this is the greatest escalation of hostilities on European soil since the Yugoslav Wars of the 1990s. And I wasn't alive during most of those wars, but I did a lot of research on them, and I would really hate to see a repeat of death on that scale, but unfortunately we may see it. So today in this emergency update, I am going to give a very quick overview of what I've been watching thus far. I've watched this since almost immediately after hostility started. That was about uh, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so it was actually about three hours ago, maybe three and a half hours ago, and it was about 5 a.m. Ukraine time. Um, so in Ukraine... About five o'clock in the morning, people in many different regions of Ukraine started experiencing explosions all over their cities. Russian missiles were falling all across the country. Shortly before that, we received word from Putin himself, the big man himself, that he was going to conduct a, quote, military operation in eastern Ukraine but only in eastern Ukraine. And this comes quickly on the coattails of him recognizing two states in eastern Ukraine and saying that those were independent states. Those were no longer part of the Ukraine. And so he sent Russian troops into those two states. Now, to the to the rest of the world, this was technically an invasion of Ukraine, but to Russia, it was not. Because to Russia, they had recognized these as independent states and they were very pro-Russian states, so the people in those wouldn't care if they sent a bunch of troops in there to, quote, peacekeep. But to the rest of the world, that was an invasion of Ukraine. But the rest of the world essentially did nothing. They stood by and they said, don't do that. They have a bunch of people announced a few minor sanctions, but overall nobody really did anything. Now, tonight, or this morning, there are Russian troops in the Ukraine. I have a TV on right now and it's muted. I'm watching bombs fall in Ukraine. There are explosions happening. I'm watching them happen. This is real life. Like, this is not 
a fever dream. It's not... This isn't a book or a movie. This is a real thing that we're watching. And this may very well be the largest escalation of hostilities that most of us have seen in our lifetime between two neutral countries. Well, supposedly neutral countries. So I'm going to talk about exactly what's going on, well, what we know so far, and then I'm going to talk about what it could mean for the wider world. So I, like I said, as of 5 a.m. Ukraine time on February 24th, 2022, a number of Ukrainian cities started getting bombed. Missiles started falling all over the Ukraine. And what was quickly made apparent is that the Russians were targeting military infrastructure in the Ukraine. They were targeting specific points where there were lots of ammunitions being held. There were maybe there, they could be targeting airfields. They could be targeting uh, military depots where there's lots of tanks or trucks or ways to transport troops. They could be targeting barracks. Essentially, they're targeting infrastructure that, if disrupted or destroyed, could make the Ukraine's response to an invasion extremely difficult. Um, they're not targeting civilian targets as, as far as I can tell. I, I don't know for sure. We don't really know a whole lot yet. But from what I can tell right now, they are not targeting military... Or they're not targeting civilian infrastructure. They're targeting military stuff. Which, for the civilians of Ukraine, might be a relief, but obviously as much of a relief as can be had when your country is being, invade and being invaded by a much larger, more terrifying force. Um, shortly after the invasion began, Putin reached out to the world and he essentially said, if anybody does anything about this, it would lead to, quote, consequences you have never seen. Is it an empty threat? I don't know. I don't really want to find out, but we might find out. We'll see. Now, I don't want to fearmonger. I don't want to scare the crap out of anybody. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to make sure everyone's informed with the information we have right now. Before the news starts skewing it, before people start using it to propagate their own ideologies, whatever, this is what's... I'm trying to give you exactly what's going on in its purest form and nothing else than that. Now, for the last couple hours, I've been watching a series of meetings with between a bunch of United Nations leaders and... Uh, the Ukraine, the, the ambassador from the Ukraine and the ambassador from the Russian Federation have been going toe-to-toe -to -toe all night. They're obviously, for good reason, not happy with one another. And really, most of the world leaders are not happy with the ambassador from the Russian Federation on the whole. He is just getting shellacked in this. It's, it is insanity. Uh, the Ukrainian ambassador gave a very stirring speech, and he called for the ousting of Russia from the United Nations altogether, which he presented a very firm argument for because the United Nations is built on maintaining peace and the sovereignty of nations in the world. And obviously Russia is not super interested in that. So Russia is, uh, the Russian ambassador was actually the president of the meeting at the time. And the Ukrainian ambassador called for his ousting or resignation from the organization altogether. Um, and the ambassadors from the United States and Germany quickly followed suit saying, hey, we're not about this. Get out of the Ukraine right now. Like, this is not cool. People are going to die. And you need to get out of there right now. There's also the, the, the ambassador from Albania has been very vocal in this meeting. He's a very talented orator. And he's actually speaking right now. I'll turn it on once I'm done recording this and I'll listen to what he said. But 
uh, also calling for Russia to get out of Ukraine. Everyone's calling for Russia to get out of Ukraine. This United Nations meeting is an emergency meeting. And what's interesting about this meeting is that actually it was going on when the attack started. This meeting of the United Nations was going on because they were trying to convince the Russian ambassador to call Putin and get out of these those two supposedly sovereign independent nations that he had peacekeeping troops in, quote-unquote peacekeeping troops in, when suddenly this attack started. They were in the middle of a meeting and the attack started. And now they have to discuss it. This meeting has been adjourned and the Ukrainian ambassador did give a couple remarks and uh, was very unhappy with protesters who protesters sorry um very unhappy with uh reporters who were trying to skew what was going on um i like this guy honestly he's a good guy now i'm not doing any sound effects here i will try to get some audio for future episodes i'm going to be updating this as often as i can um hopefully every day so this is a pretty incredible thing so Like I said, we're going to talk about exactly what happened. So this attack started. Where did it start from and what's going on? Um, Well, sites and cities all across the Ukraine have been attacked. And this isn't just one or two or three, four or five cities. We're talking more than a dozen locations have been bombed by the Russian Federation. And like I said, they're attacking military infrastructure. Um, They're trying to destabilize the Ukrainian military so they can't respond effectively. Um... But the Ukrainian ambassador uh, and the Ukrainian prime minister have stated to Russia, we will fight you, and this is going to get very, very ugly. Much of their civilian populace is armed. They've armed them in recent weeks to fight the Russians off. This is going to get very messy if Putin does not call off his attack. Now, it's very likely because of the Russians, uh, because of Russia's superior military force, the Ukraine is going to suffer a defeat. It's, that is very likely, but I'm not going to say that that will absolutely happen. If Serbia was able to fight off the Austro-Hungarian Empire for a long time in World War I, anything is possible. So we will see what happens here. Now, uh, shortly after missiles started, there were reports that um, Russian troops, Russian paratroopers were landing at several sites on, in the east of Ukraine and also in the north. There were... Uh, Russian ground troops that were crossing the Russian border in the east and in the north. There were also reports that Russian Russian paratroopers and amphibious forces were landing in Odessa on the southwest corner of Ukraine, which is on the Black Sea, which they could have accessed easily from Crimea, which they have annexed in the last few years. Uh, I feel like I heard at one point that those reports were false and that Odessa was just bombed, but... Uh, again, it's kind of all up in the air right now. We don't really know exactly what's going on. Um, in any case, there are Russian soldiers in Ukraine right now, and our fears of what could happen have come true. Now, our fears of what could happen have also changed, because what we were afraid of happening has happened, and now there are more things that we should be afraid of happening. And again, I don't want to sped spread fear-mongering. I don't want to make you all afraid of what's going on. I'm trying to give you exactly what's happening and give you an idea of why it's important to understand. And it's also very, very late at night and I have a headache and that could also very well be a factor in why I may be going around in circles. I don't know. I'm also watching a war break out, potentially the largest war in my lifetime. And I'm trying not, trying not, trying not to freak out about that. Um, I need to get, I need to get some sleep, but I'm not done here yet. So it's important for us to understand what's going on here because wars are 
very rarely now fought between just two nations. A lot of other people have to get involved because of the global economy and the global political situation that we live in. Everybody's interconnected. There's a lot of alliances going on. And remember, this war is being fought because Russia did not want the Ukraine to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. I think it's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It might be the North Atlantic Trade Organization, but I think it's the Treaty Organization. I don't, I don't know for sure. But the war is being fought because Russia is not a fan of NATO. And the Ukraine was thinking about joining NATO. That's why the Ukraine had a revolution in 2014 and why there were Russian troops in Ukraine all the way back in 2014 and why a lot of people consider this war to have been going since 2014. But this is the biggest, obviously, the most significant escalation since then. Uh, Ukraine is not part of NATO. Ukraine never joined NATO. They were thinking about it, but they never did. And uh, now... A lot of people believe that the reason Russia wants to attack the Ukraine is to destabilize its government and institute a pro-Russian government so that Ukraine will never join NATO. Because if Ukraine ever joins NATO, Ukraine and Belarus are both between Russia and most NATO countries. And if that were to happen, Ukraine and Belarus would be a buffer state between Russia and NATO, so that if NATO just got any funny ideas about war with Russia, Russia would have Ukraine and Belarus to back them up and they would have to go through those two countries before they got to Russia, making war much more unlikely because it would be much more violent and a lot more people would die. Which in this day and age, we are pretty conscious of that, at least in most Western nations when it comes to war. So the war was started, th this war was started because Russia did not want Ukraine to join NATO. Now, there are a lot of NATO countries that are friendly to the Ukraine because Ukraine was thinking about it. They weren't sure, but they were thinking about it. And there are also a lot of NATO countries and Western countries who believe in the sovereignty of the Ukraine. They believe that Russia should not be allowed to go in and take it for themselves. A couple of days ago, Putin released a statement and gave a really intense speech to the Russian people saying that Ukraine was Russian territory, essentially. He said that back during the Soviet Union days, the Russians created Ukraine. He said that Ukraine... Uh, was built by Russian people and is inherently Russian land. He pointed specifically to the Russification of the Soviet Union after the Soviet Union was formed, when all of these territories joined together to create the Soviet Union, and he said, we are all Russia now. We are no longer, we are no longer the Ukraine, we are no longer Belarus, we're no longer Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia. We are the Soviet Union, and we will be Russian. We are no longer our independent countries. And so they said, because that happened, the Ukraine is inherently Russian territory because these are Russian people. And so it should be part of Russia. Putin said that. Uh, during the same speech, he also compared the Ukraine to Nazi Germany. And he also said the Ukraine has been a thorn in our side and they've been doing this and they've been doing that. And that's why we should, that's why we are justified in attacking them. And uh, so this morning right when the attack started, he gave a call out to Ukrainian soldiers and he said, hey, we're coming in. If you lay down your arms, we will not kill you. I don't know how true that is. The Russians don't have a great track record for holding up their parts of a non-aggression pact or a bargain. But that's what Putin said. Now, there are Russian troops in the Ukraine and it doesn't seem like Ukrainian soldiers are putting their guns down. Again, I'm watching feed from Ukraine. There were bombs falling, but doesn't look like there's any more happening right now, at least in Kiev, 
Kiev, however you want to pronounce the Ukrainian capital. And, um, but it seems like there's others happening on, in various other cities. So, what does this mean for the United States? What does this mean for the wider world? Well, remember how just a minute ago I told you that Putin threatened the rest of the world and he said, you better not get in our way. We're attacking the Ukraine. And if anybody gets in our way, it's going to get really nasty. Well, most of the rest of the Western world has already condemned this attack and they have said, hey, Putin, get out of Russia. You are not supposed to be there. That is not your country. That is Ukraine. That is not Russia. Ukraine is a sovereign state. Russia is a sovereign state. It's supposed to stay that way because that's how things have gone. At least since the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 91, which again is not that long ago. It was 20, uh, 20, 32 years ago. Not that long ago. Ukraine has been a sovereign state for 32 years. Maybe a little bit longer, depending on when you pinpoint the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the independence of the Ukraine. I haven't totally researched that. I could be absolutely wrong on that. And if I am, I'm sorry. But Biden has, Biden sent out a tweet this morning. He released a statement. Um, I think it was a statement before it was a tweet. Don't want to say he's tweeting to release official policy. I don't know. Maybe he's doing that. But Biden condemned the attack and he said that Russia will be met with swift action from the United States. Now, what that means, I don't know for sure. Is it just sanctions? Is it heavy sanctions? Are we going to put boots on the ground in Ukraine? I don't know. I don't think we will. Let me just, let me just diffuse the tension right there. I do not think we are going to put American troops on the ground in the Ukraine. Why? Because the Ukraine is not part of NATO and they are not one of our allies. This war is not a war with the United States. It is a war between Russia and the Ukraine. I don't know who Ukraine's allies are. I do not, I don't know if they have any allies. I don't know who's going to come to their aid because I don't think, I think they've been closer to Russia and Russia's kept them under their thumb for the last little while than they have been to the rest of Western Europe, even though they tried to adopt more Western ideals. But no, I do not think we're going to put United uh, troops of American soldiers, a uh, boot, uh, sorry. I don't think we're going to put boots of American soldiers on the ground in the Ukraine because Ukraine is not one of our allies. But at the same time, the United States stands for freedom around the world. And we have long been one of the watchdogs of freedom and democracy around the world. Putin wants to actively undermine that. His goal is to, it looks like there's a new statement right here, that Putin's goal is to demilitarize the Ukraine. What that essentially means is that he wants to make Ukraine completely unable to respond to military action. He wants to make sure that the Ukraine is basically just a large swath of land with civilian population with no ability to fight any war. That's what demilitarized means. If you remember the DMZ, demilitarized zone, the DMZ between uh, North Korea and South Korea, the DMZ means there's essentially no military forces in that zone, and that keeps North Korea and South Korea from going to war as long as that zone stays demil demilitarized. If Ukraine was completely demilitarized, it would mean that NATO countries and Russia would never go to war because that zone is demilitarized and no military action can take place there. Looks like I'm totally spitballing that, but that's what I'm gaining from 
Putin's statement that he wants to demilitarize Ukraine, that, and that would make sense because he is actively bombing out all of the Ukraine's military infrastructure. Now, I'm looking at this live feed, and it looks like there's... Looks like life is going relatively normal in Kyiv right now, besides, you know, there's smoking there's a little bit of smoke in the air. It the the capital of Kyiv is not completely bombed out, and I don't want to give that illusion. I, I was watching rockets fall in Kyiv, but it does not look like that's happening now. There's traffic on the streets, there are billboards that are electronic and they're kind of just flashing their advertisements, but I mean that those are automated, so it just gives this feeling of life is going about as normal. There's there's a significant amount of traffic here. It doesn't look like people are panicking. They might be, but it doesn't look like that. Um, and the United Nations looks like they, they may be meeting again. I don't know if this is a rerun, but they may be meeting again right now. Um, everybody's texting on their phones. Everybody is. Everybody looks a little bit frantic. For good reason, obviously. Um, wow, we are 21 minutes into this, into this episode. I, I was hoping it would be a little bit more brief than that. Looks like France is talking now. Um... I would imagine France is going to condemn this. He, he does not look happy. The ambassador for France does not, does not look happy. Again, it's muted. Uh, I don't have subtitles on right now. Um, I should probably do that. But I didn't mean for this to be a newscast. I meant I meant for it more to just be an episode that I'm going to release so that people can hear what's going on in real time as, as quickly as possible and in the morning can hear what I was talking about before any of this news gets corrupted by any other news medias who have a, an agenda they want to promote. I will never have an agenda. I'm completely unbiased here on Tanner Talks about stuff that happened, and this may very well become a news podcast pretty quickly. My Conflict of Nations series is going to be on hold for the time being until the Ukraine crisis has either come to an end or until there is not there are not things for me to, to be reporting on every day. Now remember, what happens here in Ukraine may influence how China deals with Taiwan and, and the West's response to the to Russia's actions in Ukraine could very easily dictate how China views the situation in Taiwan. If nobody responds, then if, if the West doesn't respond, then uh, China will think, okay, we can attack Taiwan and no one will care. If the West does respond, China will know that this is we that the West means business, and sovereign nations are not to be messed with because the West will fight back. Doesn't look like really anything has changed uh, in terms of the action itself taking place in Ukraine. Um, well, at least the news that I can see at the moment. So I'm going to sign off for now. I'm going to release this episode. I will be back tomorrow. This is uh, it is late. Right now it is Mountain Standard Time, late February 23rd, 2022. In Ukraine, it is early morning, I think around 7.30 or 8, almost 8 o'clock in the morning, Ukrainian time, on February 24th, 2022. Russia has invaded Ukraine. This is not a peacekeeping force. This is not a recognition of the independence of various eastern Ukrainian states. This is a full-blown invasion of Ukraine on multiple fronts, according to the sources that I am seeing. It's messy. This is, this is dangerous. I will keep updating us as often as I can. Uh, I will release another update tomorrow. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Signing off.